Thank you so much. You should really check out Blood and Bud on the Spotify's and and what's it called? The the Apple Music, I believe. But um also, you should really check out the Boombastic Media Network because they're just so awesome, you know? <laughs> and we're also going to talk about horror stuff, bloody disgusting mutilation things and and some drug stuff because you know, we all need to be on drugs. Thanks. Bye. Folks, welcome on back to another episode of the Boombastic Cast. That's what we do here on the show called the Boombastic Cast. Brought to you by the Boombastic Media Network. Yep, the boom is definitely in the building for shizzle. Alexander Hawk, I see you over there in the corner in the building. How you doing? I'm okay. How you doing, buddy boy? Fantastical. Doing fantastical. Um, we got a guest with us this evening, which is always a good deal. Uh, the great Who do we movie. have with us? Well, this is a, this is a guest you've seen on the Boombastic cast a handful of times. I would, I believe, the most the most guest appearances. I believe. Yes, he is the most guest appearances on the Boombastic cast. We lovingly refer to him as Mister Billy Coin. Billy Coin. He's what up, motherfuckers? Damn near the third member of the Boombastic cast. I won't say that too loud. I know Buddy Butterfuko's listening. And uh, not only does he think he's the third member, but he also thinks of... Well, you can tell Buddy I said... shit about Billy Coyne, if I remember. Tell Buddy I said eat me. Oh, fuck. Oh, Uh, be careful. He's a big boy. He can. You hear that rumbling? It's Buddy trying to work his way out of the sound room right now. I locked the door. He's trying nah. to get the fucking door off to get to the mic. That's just gas pains that he has. Could be. Could, Could be. be. He, uh... Well, then thank you for having me. Well... Gentlemen and gentlemen. Heck yeah. Always fun. We figured we'd do a little, like, almost catch-up episode. You know, we've been jiving and moving and doing the whole deal, just kind of cruising through, uh, you know, top 10 ADs, checking the gates. There's just been so many cool segments that we've been popping with that we haven't really just kind of popped in for, like, a current update type vibe, you know what I mean, with what's going down at the boom. And uh, our third leg over here, Billy Coyne, he's our big swinging, big swinging penis. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? He's hanging. There he is, right there. He just pulled he's, it out. He's 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 hanging. He's hanging. He just pulled it out. Dangle, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> if you if you follow on the Patreon, you're seeing the him swinging back and forth, the flesh swinging back and forth. Uh, not for the children, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Definitely not for the children. Yeah, you got to be 18 to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, there you go. Well, since we're talking about the Patreon, we'll pop into it a little bit, you know. Uh, big, Our big support system type deal, you know what I mean? You know, it's a good deal. 
it's kind of like uh, the new way for uh, the Boombastic. It offers up a lot of different things, multi-tiered. For anybody that they don't know Patreon, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, something you kind of plug into monthly for different tiers, $5, $10. even got a 20 diesel tier, but we don't talk about that because we're ashamed of ourselves to even offer $20. But the perks for it are pretty good, I will say. So we kind of match it up and make it nice for folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, offering incentives, you know, so basically the more that you contribute with the different tiers, whether it's the $5 tier, the $10 tier, or even the 20 no matter what, you're getting content. You are getting all of the subsidiaries under the Boombastic yeah. label. So you really get, you actually get a lot of bang for your buck. It's actually, I mean, I, I like what you guys offer on uh, Patreon. As a proud Patreon myself. Well, bangs and bucks are the most biggest things people get down with, you know, sex and money. It's one of those. And, and, and another great thing about Patreon, the $20, which is our highest one, that not only will you be getting our DVDs of the films that we've produced, uh, the films that we have created with Boombastic Films, but you can also get films that we have created outside of the Boombastic Umbrella. Yeah. I mean, I myself have uh, done a few uh, films with the Mahal Empires. I got right now Bermuda Island, Bridge of the Doomed, and Attack of the Unknown, yeah. which are three uh, films I've done with them that are now out. Uh, you will get those. If you sign up for the $20 one, you get three DVDs signed by me Shit. out there, plus also... Uh, DJ Send the Man, uh, Groundhog, Insomniac, all those, and I mean, you start adding it up for twenty bucks, you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of content. For Only for a limited a- time on some of that stuff. The back order issue that's limited time, and that comes straight out of Ale- Alexander's pocket. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We'll go through the tears real quick so people don't get understand. So for you, you have your five dollar tear. All right. <clears throat> first thing up, you know, it's what the kids all like to do on the street. And uh, the $5 tier is our kind of official fan club type tier. For five bucks, it's the uh, it's also considered like the podcast tier, uh, where all the podcasts that we have, uh, with the exception of the, the one of the new shows, which we'll get into in a little bit. But for the for the for the most part, all the shows um, have just uh, that release audio. All those shows are going to be released in uncut videos uh, up on the, under the $5 tier. <clears throat> you get advanced episodes of things like when Boombast the cash drops, it's, you know, interview episodes, you get them early. The holiday specials that we do, you get them early. The 420 episode, the only way to see it is to see it through Patreon. You know what I mean? You can either be there, watch it live. Or you have they'll have it there to watch after, <clears throat> but the only stuff that really makes its way to the public from that is audio clips of, um, you know, for for other for the people sh- shows that were a part of it. You know what I mean? So that's a cool little dealio with it. And each episode drops uh, when the new episode drops on audio. The video is dropping on the Patreon sometimes a little earlier, and um, that'll be up under the five dollar tier. That's up for. The month and when the new episode drops, then that episode goes into the archive, which the archive is a part of the $10 tier, which is kind of like our TV and film tier. Because what you get is you get a big archive 
of all the boombastic films made throughout the year, digital at your hand or whatever you want to watch it. And uh, it also brings the TV tier is kind of like the podcast here, where that's an archive of all the old episodes and all the new episodes of all the podcasts. So you get that. Plus you get a bunch of cool, you know, other perk stuff um, where you're allowed to like pop in. I know, you know, real quick, I'll read that, you know, you are, I don't want to be corny and read the whole fucking deal, but people go check it out. There's good stuff there. You know what I mean? For, uh, for sure in the $10 bracket and, um, the big 20 spot that Alex was talking about, um, you know, that's, that's the fucking, that's the cult of boombastic. That's the official deal. Yeah, the creme that, to the creme. Yeah, with that you get, you know, with each each tier, like with the ten dollar tier, you get all the stuff from the five dollar as well. You know what I mean? And with the twenty tier, you get everything from the ten dollar, the five dollar, as well as other stuff. You know, like for instance, you know, you get to be, you could be like an audience member and be like in the background. You know what I mean? Of shows being done. Um, you know, you know, we offer deals where you can get involved in the films and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that Hawk was talking about was all the all the new movies. Like whenever we do a new movie, like Hawk just acted in these movies. When a mo- new movie comes out, we just send you the film if, autographed if you want it from like the Hawk man. You don't even have to contact contact us about it. We just automatically send you that movie. You know what I mean? And uh, after a while, you get the the Boombastic Blue Card, which the Boombastic Blue Card gets you all types of great things. It gets you into a bunch of, you know, gets you into all the events that we do, which we're trying to kick up and start the events up again. Before COVID, we were always doing screenings and cool shit. Um, So we're trying to get back into that and bring the podcast and get that stuff more involved with those kind of events, which will be cool. And all types of really good stuff, you know. So everything's kind of there. And uh, we just want to drop it a little bit and let folks know about that. Um, but while we're talking about, you know, that type of that's boombastic streaming, boombastic with two O's streaming at Patreon. Um, you know, the shows that are involved with our network is we got Behold the Pale podcast, which is like a conspiracy truther type show. We got Boombastic Cast. Um, we have a new show, uh, Blood and Bud, with Billy Coin here and Jesse from Dead Kids of Derry. You know, we got Dead Kids of Derry itself, which is a good show to have on the Patreon because you can kind of watch along with uh, the flick rolling and the peeps talking about it. It's a good deal. It's a good vibe. You know what I mean? We've got you know mostly ghostly paranormal show big time and big time and the wicked juggalo pod trash right juggalos out there we got a new show called wrestle champs for you any wrestling heads out there and uh we have one of the co-hosts here of one of the newest shows blood and bud where they talk about anything from marijuana culture to special effects makeup you know what i mean because billy and jesse are heavy in the horror community and makeup community of uh, Massachusetts and beyond. So uh, they roll out with a show having all types of cool, colorful guests from musicians, to filmmakers, to people that grow weed, people that smoke weed, people that talk about weed, eat weed, lay on weed when they go to sleep. You know what I mean? And those who use weed to make their clothing. 
Just like Alexander the Hunt. I wear weed boxes as we speak. He doesn't smoke weed, but he wears weed slippers. So he's okay. He likes the way it feels on his feet. Uh, He has to be careful, though, because when he walks too fast and it starts smoking, he says, what's that funny smell? (laughs) This kind of popped up abruptly. So Jess isn't here. But Jess, we send our love and you'll be on soon. But Billy, you want to talk a little bit about Blood and Blood and Bud before we? Yeah. So Blood and Bud is a you know show basically. You know we're horror infused with marijuana. We like to basically talk about some of the drug culture. Um, we like to talk about movies that have that, but also mixed with horror. So we're kind of going over movies. Uh, we touch base on shrooms a little bit. We're going to be talking about the Evil Bong series and a bunch of other fun kind of lunatic style films, you know, that are very just, you know, you think the writers would have to be stoned, you know, to, to write some of this stuff. And they're, they're fun, and, you know, B movies that we'll, we'll watch and talk about or even commentate. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have guests uh, lined up. Jesse and I, uh, between the two of us, we have over 10 guests that we are going to try to, you know, continue the show, you know, and have X amount of guests and then do like, you know, a season two. So, you know, we basically have, you know, in the process and we have been planning, you know, how to build this thing to, you know, still keep some longevity. And um, actually we've, I was contacted by one of the people who do conventions here in Massachusetts to possibly look into uh, other opportunities um, where Blood and Bud could possibly be venturing on to the convention scene. And that's really kind of in early talks right now. But, um, you know, we're really trying to look at more than just the show, but, you know, almost as a, conglomerate itself under the boombastic label hey. and just try, yeah hey and just try to you know have fun with this and as i'm saying let's infuse let's you know see what else we can tap into yeah. that really makes sense you know for the show and for the direction that we're going in jesse's a good awesome co-host i love working with her and also as a makeup effects artist you know, we're going to be shooting some video stuff where the two of us are going to be fabricating, doing makeup effects and, um, you know, even commentating, you know, on, you know, bad movies. So there's just a, a real fun atmosphere that we try to keep on the show. And I think we're on up to three now yeah. and we are continuing where we're going to be meeting up and then within the next two weeks and get, uh, you know, the ball rolling on the next uh, few episodes. So it's kind of nice to basically format it out where you can do kind of increments and, you know, stick with it. And consistency is the name of the game. Yeah. I heard that you might have the great Alexander Hawk on there to get blasted out of his mind. A dude who doesn't smoke marijuana leaves, but he, 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 for the love of you guys, he said he was going to take them into his lung cavity. And- well, I am excited because I've known Alex, I don't know, Christ, 15 years. And um, I've, I've witnessed him intoxicated. <laughs> I, uh, um, speculation, speculation. 
Yeah. I, yeah, speculation, speculation. No, but either way, it would just, you know, come on over. We're going to chill out for the night, watch some movies and, you know, smoke and talk. And it's, it's very much, uh, almost like a Billy Coin slumber party slash, you know, day kids of dairy, you know, I mean, not, uh, blood and bud type yeah. of episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be bringing my footsie, uh pajamas and Your my little onesie. Little, yeah, my little uh, sleep cap. Um, yeah, I'm I'm inter- now. While I don't smoke regularly, I have done it a few times. I do have to admit, from my memory, I really, I mean, I did not feel, or I I don't think I got high off of it. I don't know whether it was the the marijuana itself, or I just, you know, just don't you guys naturally get high or something. I, d- I did not inhale. I did not inhale. I, I do not. not inhale or have sex with that woman. It'll be God interesting. Goddamn right. I'm looking forward to seeing this episode to see if Hawk gets high, because I've heard that he, he it's almost impossible to get him high, and uh, what better show to... to uh, We're gonna bust his chair with marijuana leaves. We're gonna bust his chair, and he's, oh. gonna be, he's gonna be laughing because I'm one of the few people that can make Alex Hawk practically fall over laughing, and uh, there've been other witnesses. So I want Alex just to have a good time. He's gonna—he is the subject matter. Sure, just don't let him have too good of a time where he ends up in that shower behind you with the cold <laughs> water running on him to cool him down. Oh. I'll be holding—I'll oh. be holding—I'll be holding him up. Jesus Christ, why did you shit yourself? I don't know if I like that position. What the hell are you doing? You get your hand on the fist on the back of his head? That was wild. No! Fisty cuffs for life. Alex Fisty be, cuffs for life. Alex will be doing his best impersonation of uh, Dog Day Afternoon Al Pacino. You know what I mean? Fucking I thought dying. you were going to say Uma Thurman. Dying, yeah. <laughs> Uma Thurman. He would, if you put him in a car, he would, he would be like Uma Thurman when she had that Kill Bill accident. Yes, that's true, Bill. That is very true. Um, also, you know, we had a new show on the network called The Lighter Side of Serial Killers with Keith Rovere. For any true crime people out there, uh, you've heard Keith on this show twice. Very cool dude. He's a uh, author of uh, true crime books. You know, he's been corresponding with serial killers for, you know, 20 years or more, you know what I mean, plus. And, uh, you know, we got him into the podcast game recently. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the only show that you can't catch on video form. But it's only because his podcast, is a lot of it's phone calls to actual serial killers. It's the only show you'll catch yourself where the actual serial killers uh, will be on there telling their side of the story and stuff like that. Very unique, you know what I mean? I like true crime a lot, very fascinated by it. And that show uh, is a lot of fun to listen to. I know he has some Manson family coming up. I know he has David Berkowitz on his way. Uh, David Berkowitz. Berkowitz, son of Sam, is going to be in the house. Um, Maybe one of the most notorious interviews on the Boombastic Media Network and blows, I guess, the Boombastic cast out of the water in a situation like that when you're talking about David B., you know what I mean? I'm intrigued. I mean, that sounds fascinating right out of the gate. So it's, wow. uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's a good deal. He's had, he's had like the happy face killer on, 
uh, you know, a lot of really cool people, you know what I mean? And what cool people, I guess I shouldn't say cool people, but like, no, but it's uh, funny how you mentioned happy it, things. It, in, interesting cool people, guests. interesting people. They're That's interesting this. people and cool guests because it's it's cool to be able to get inside the mind, I guess, if you will. What they did was not cool. Uh, it is actually uncool, to be honest with y'all out there. But well, it's being uncool. uncool being uncool. Uncool. And it's real funny how you mentioned the um, the happy face. Yeah. Um, if people that are interested, I have a film that I did makeup effects for, production design for, and it's up on YouTube called The Smiley Face Killers. And it's kind of a faux documentary. And not a lot of people know about it, but the people that do know about it, they really actually enjoyed it. So if um, The Smiley Face Killers. Yeah, like Louise Turpin from like the House of Horrors event recently, you know what I mean? You Masaki, which he wrote a book on. Wild Bill uh, Holbert, which is some crazy stuff. He's a big dude. He's in like some third world prison. He talks about it's crazy insanity. They talk like he, he's talking shit about how bad the prison is. And it's like that's the type of prison where like they catch you talking shit like that to like, you know, the public that make you take the long sleep. You know what I mean? Uh, Dana Gray. You know what I mean? A lot of really cool stuff. You know, I, I got to use stuff where, where using that cool word. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So we won't go too deep. But if you like that type of deal, it's not excessive. He's not like some vampire dude who hangs upside down. He's kind of has a religious background and his whole approach to the people is like, you know, like the first book was kind of based on can people be forgiven for this? For, for like these incredible sins, so to speak. Uh, the second book was more of like about a mental health issue and like why mentally they do these things. So like he's doing it for the right reasons. He's not a gore fiend just going, oh, murder, murder, murder. He's actually talking to these people with civilized conversation and you know what I mean? Yeah, as I mean, as you I- can, you know, he's a big, he's a big believer in like some of these people might be released one day. So you treat them like humans, deal like like try and give them kindness now. So when they get back on the streets, they're not monsters. You can kind of convert them into like normal people. Um, I, t- time will tell if that works, but it, it's a good approach. I feel, uh, I guess. So uh, that's just my opinion. What are you gonna say, yeah. Alexander? Well, I mean, I mean, the whole thing, the way he's tackling it. Yeah. is the fact of trying to re- uh, help rehabilitate these people. And and the thing is that uh, it's been proven that negative reinforcement does not help or deal with the issues. Yeah. And a lot of these people, uh, because of how the prison system are, some of them are released. Yeah. And the fact is that do you want them even worse than when they went in? Or do you want to try to find a way to reach them so they can deal with their impulses in a, uh, a a conservative and a healthy manner? And he's not, he's not saying that you have to like them, you have to forgive them. But a lot of times when you look at these, these people uh, that – they themselves were, you know, abused or tormented and all that, and yeah. that's how they became what they are. And yeah. unfortunately, 
of you can't go in the time machine, go back and change what they've done. Mm. All you can do is try to uh, fix and 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 help them for the future. True. And uh, you can simply just say, well, they should all just be taken out and shot. Uh, but that's an oversimplification. It's an emotional It's an emotional reaction to the situation. And the fact is, we have to, you know, be better than that. Because if we're not, we're just going to keep on creating more people like them that will keep on creating more harm than good. Yeah. We ride with Keith. He's got the boombastic bandana hanging out the back of his pocket. Them blue colors don't run. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, you might not get video of that show, but we will get advanced early uh, episodes of it, you know, in audio. And all the episodes will stay for free in audio form. Um, but if you get anybody want to go a little deeper, watch the video, you know, support your boys. You get the $5 tier. It's the equivalent to buying me and Alex our drinks that we drink during those interviews once once a month that we drop on. You, 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 you help keep us uh, from uh, uh, living on the streets. I mean, right now I'm looking at different cardboard houses underneath the freeway. Very nice, very nice cardboard houses. Though. Yeah, very nice yeah. cardboard houses made with the finest cardboard. Refrigerator uh, <laughs> boxes for days, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is that uh, we do a lot of hustling to uh, try to bring good, interesting content yeah. Matthew Fisher, my boy, he's he's working hard to try to get more an interesting uh, podcast for a network. Yeah. And the more, uh, I, I mean, if you enjoy what we do, you enjoy what what we talk about, you know, and five bucks is as amount as as a cup of coffee, and yeah. uh, every little bit helps. And even if you can't do that, uh, just share our episodes. Just Tell your friends uh, which ones you like and why you like them. And you do that and we get enough views, we can keep on doing this. Keep the lights on. You can keep the lights on in the boom-bastic office. You might come for the podcast and find you like the films. You might come for the films and find you like the podcast. Even on that lower tier, like our last short film that we got in uh, film festivals, uh, going for film festivals right now, which I want to add, the Kalakari Film Festival in India. Uh, you know, uh, special treatment will be screened there. Special treatment was a film that uh, was released to the $5 bracket for a little bit, you know, for a couple of months for people to be able to check out for free. So we will be dropping trailers like in that one and all types of cool, fun stuff. You know, we, we really want to make it the mess, the most bang for the buck of the people that support. Yeah. And we won't get to talk too much more about it, but uh, the support is appreciated and that's probably the best way to do it. We can give you a handful of cool stuff in return. You know what I mean? But uh, I know the Hawkman, speaking of cool stuff in return, uh, the Hawkman just returned from Vegas, and he's cool stuff. How'd that go? It went very well. Um, I was in uh, Las Vegas to shoot a film called Alien Storm. It's another uh, film from the Mahal Brothers, Mahal Empire. Um, They uh, In the film, uh, they have Kevin Sorbo playing the president, I unfortunately did not get to work with him on that, but I did get a chance to work with him on the earlier project, Devil's Night, which was uh, last summer. Uh, but on this one, I got to work with and actually have a scene with 
uh, Mr. Tom Arnold. Uh, for those who are Roseanne fans, those uh, who like True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. Tom Arnold, uh, he played the mayor of Las Vegas. And all I have to say, he was hilarious. And uh, the persona that uh, he, he puts forward is pretty much how he was on set. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to play um, a character called Ben Nuri. Uh, who, I know this is a stretch for me, hmm. plays a podcaster. I know, I know it's, it's hard to see me as a podcaster. But, That's very funny, yeah. But a podcaster whose entire podcast, called uh, Last Cryptid on the Left, uh, focuses on aliens and alien abductions and that kind of stuff, which, of course, is funny because all of a sudden, we are besieged by aliens. So you have a guy who's been promoting and, and saying aliens are real, finally actually getting the proof that he's been shouting to the stars that aliens are real. But unfortunately, in most alien movies, you don't get Elf, you don't get E.T., you get something more like a xenomorph. Yeah. So, I mean, these aliens aren't the xenomorph, but they have the same attitude when it comes to humankind. Or even these guys. Oh yeah, critics. No, it was like, that was. I already know it's a great acting job because Alexander, the actor and the person, does not believe in alien life. I really want to see this movie, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because uh, the first film I did with him, Attack of the Unknown, which is out, mm-hmm. um, it actually uh, does very well overseas. And uh, I was talking to the Mahals, and they say that actually the films that they do that uh, get the biggest revenue back are the alien films. Yeah. yeah. Well, science fiction sells very well internationally. Yeah. So does horror. It's difficult for some movies because they don't translate as well when they basically sell foreignly. Um, love stories, they do good enough, but action always does, does well. Drama is really difficult to sell in different foreign territories because it's very hit or miss. Yeah. I believe that. But, yeah, um, also, it's funny, since we were talking about foreign markets, there's an action film I did uh, a couple years ago called Adrenaline, where Mm -hmm. I got to work with uh, Costas and Louis Mandalore. Um, I got to play a you know, dark web, you know, hacker type. Um, it's through Lionsgate. Now, for whatever reason, it has been dropped uh, inter- uh, on the internet in Germany at the moment. And I think that it's also going to be released in DVD in the next few months, also in Germany. I, of course, I'm hoping that it does come back to the U.S., you know, so we can get some U.S. love for the movie. I had a lot of fun on that. But currently, it's now in Germany. And that's not all that uncommon, where a lot of movies, when they release, they usually release internationally before here in the States. Yeah. And, it's, you know, they still do it, whether if it's the video market or, you know, um, the film, certain film markets. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, so if, if you're listening to us and you're in Germany, go check it out, you know. Oh, yeah. See, uh, see your boy, you know, working with Louis Mandalore. That was uh, that was actually shot in Romania. 
That was the first time I had left the U.S. Uh, at all. So that was an interesting experience. And the Boom Bassett family is very happy to see Mr. Alex Hawk travel internationally, taking on productions. Alex? Hey, I, I was even more happy that they didn't try to kidnap me. That's why I eat all those donuts. So I, it, it, when, when you're, you're bigger, you're harder to kidnap. Sorry. I paid top dollar to keep Yeah, that boy is thick. That boy is thick. If we can't all, pick him up. I spent all our Patreon money to keep you safe, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you deserve it. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, you know, an act, I, before we did came on the show, we heard oh, an yeah. actor that you you came close to working with, uh, Tom Sizemore. Like yeah, aneurysm or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm a big Tom Sizemore fan. I've I've loved him in in uh, all all the movies uh, uh, he's been in. Uh, Bermuda Island, which has dropped recently, which you can find on Amazon. Yeah. Now he's in the movie. Unfortunately, I I did not get to work with him because his scenes and my scenes uh, didn't match up. But uh, yeah. I I almost got I almost uh was able but uh I wasn't in those scenes but uh I I'm wishing him the best and I hope that uh hope um that he uh, gets a full recovery because uh he's a very talented actor I know that he's gone on some hard times and and all of that yeah but uh he is a very uh, very talented individual and I hope that he he gets well and uh, that we get to see him in more stuff. You know, our prayers are out with you, Tom. Yeah, our prayers are definitely with you. Much love to Tom. Whole uh, through, Tom. We're rooting for you. I heard a f- I heard a few people that knew him say some stuff about like how uh, a lot of people you know jump to drugs and say that you know say things like he's a drug addict and such. But I guess they say that you know there was demons from his past. That he was trying to kind of escape with drugs. Yeah, um, it's not just it's not just drugs for the sake of. He was trying to medicate for something dark, is what people yeah. are saying. So don't be so hard on him, type five. Well, this is what I heard, and of yeah. course, I mean, I'm not close to Tom, so I don't know how much of everything is true. Yeah, but from what I heard, when he was younger, I think he was he played football. Yeah, and I think that he had a football injury, which uh, he uh, tried to uh, deal with with pain meds. Yeah, and anyone who knows about pain meds is it's a slippery slope. Oh, that when you get in, yeah. yeah, when you get in pain meds, that uh, you, it's very easy to get hooked, and that's and that was even before he became known to us. Yeah, so he had that monkey on his back, and then he became known as uh, as 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 a very talented actor and he started and one of the big problems about getting notoriety and all that, especially in Hollywood, you go to the parties, you got all these drugs just flying around and you have a gentleman who's already battling pain issues with painkillers. It's so easy to just, you know, well, let's try cocaine. Let's try something else to help, you know, deal with this. Truth. And and like any any drug, it's a monkey on your back that uh, it's not easy to throw off. And 
Some people are able to. Some people never are able to throw that monkey off the back. And I, I definitely believe that anyone who, I mean, if you don't deal with addiction, it's so easy just to just dismiss it as, yeah. well, they shouldn't have done it. It was their mistake. But I mean, when things happen, like, for example, an injury and you try to deal with it with one form of medication that you end up getting hooked to, yeah, uh, it's it's a gate. I mean, people talk about marijuana being a gateway drug, which I don't believe, but I do believe that pain medication is the epitome of the gateway drug. And this drug, you got pharmacies just you know handing out like, oh, you know, um, here's some Percocet, here's some Vicodin, you know, you'll be fine. My father actually had a back injury. And uh, they gave him some um, uh, Vicodin, I believe. Yeah. And he he did that. And when he was trying to get off it, and he said the pain was so bad that he said that if he broke his back again, he'd suffer without the pain medication to not go through the pain of withdrawal. And that should tell you how bad some of these medications how are. He, how long was he on for? I don't know. This happened when I was young. I don't know how long. I know that I know our pal Buddy Butterfugo behind the boards. He's been on uh, pain medication for thirty years for emotional pain. And I said, I don't know if that's quite. I don't know if that's quite the right medication for that. But he says, "Shut the fuck up, Matt." So I go, "All yeah, right, he's your own piece of work." The medication. Yeah, dude, I'm. I'm just trying to care about you, dude. Don't don't mind me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, good old buddy. Um, yeah, I, I I keep on telling him he should get an animal support uh, um, uh, thing in, instead of uh, using those medications. Well, but um, time to get the dog. He just ends up fucking it. So yeah. what we're gonna do? He needs an emotional <laughs> support. Uh, yeah, he needs an emotional support emu. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I was saying that. Uh, I think we all should uh, give Tom Sizemore our hopes and prayers and, and you know, hope hope for the best because, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough and unforgiving world out there. And, uh, you should have kept that, yeah, you should have kept that big story to yourself because it would have been like a, it would have created more mystique if, if, if there was like a real dark, dark, dark reason why he was on drugs than just a, football injury i'm almost getting you know well i'm i'm sorry i mean that's what i heard whether the information i was given is wrong i don't know but i mean that could be part of it but it's i I think it's more than that but that could be that's like saying that's like saying a dude he 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 does pain pills because he sat down at a table with four big bowls of ice cream, but he can only eat three, so he had to have fucking pill addiction because he was sad that he couldn't have that fourth bowl of Rocky Road. You know what I mean? But well, much well, love I guess, to Tom Sizemore. Yeah, well, I guess that. I mean, that's what I heard. And... He had one hell of a life, dude. Yeah, I remember him with um, the fucking... Wasn't he in JFK? Heidi Fleiss? Was it Heidi Fleiss? It was like pimping. Yeah, he was on that list. Yeah, well, he was like almost... 
I wouldn't speculate and say he was almost partners with her, but yeah, he was very high on that list, I think. And he that Tom Sizemore had enough fun for the whole fucking world, for a whole world worth of people, dude. And you know, everybody, nobody gets out alive. And uh, you know, if he, you know, supposedly he's in critical, so definitely prayers be with. If he's no longer with us, rest in peace. I enjoyed a, a good chunk of Tom Sizemore's uh, film, his his work, his body of work. Um, you know, VH1 drug clinics were always kind of, you know, they're they a special place in my heart, of course. But you have, you know, some classic films, you know, Natural Born Killers, iconic, psychopathic, dude. You know, he's almost in that Ray Liotta category. Of fucking uh-huh. actors that are so intense that you're an intimidating. They can get to a place that can really make you shaky, you know, really make you go, whoa, I don't know. Um, but I'll save this stuff in case we got to do one of those top 10 ADs later in life, you know what I mean? But, you know, gentlemen, do you want to talk about anything else before we kind of close this one up? Well, you just said something, and that just, like, have, have you two. You mentioned Ray Liotta. Have you two yeah. seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear yet? Cocaine Bear? Oh, yes. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I think either we should get together and go see Cocaine Bear. I support. And anybody that gets the $20 tier from now till then gets invited to go see Cocaine Bear with us. Hawkman might even flip the fucking bill for your ass. If that's oh, he's going to flip me? Huh? Well, I flipped the bill for... No, actually... Hawk, 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 Hawk was a good man. He flipped the bill for himself. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. But, but yeah, I mean, Cocaine Bear looks like it's it's hilarious, and uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's the last film with the great uh, late Ray Liotta. I think, so. yeah. I think that's a great movie for him to go out on, and I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. And I think that the public. Is gonna lie. I think that that's gonna be a fan favorite. You know, it's so wild and zany already. I think I mean, good, Goodfellas is amazing, and he just you know something wild. I mean, I remember he was. I think he was in that. Um, but I think that was like one of his first movies. You know, such a great career. Right. You know? right. Fucking incredible. Yeah, we did it. We just did a top ten AD uh, episode. Um, where yeah. I think it was the last audio episode of the Boombastic cast. Release uh, maybe the one. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I always talk horror, horror, horror. But when it comes to like my actual favorite actors, Leota was always on that short list. Of course. Oh yeah, dude. He's one of those act we talked about on that. He's like one of those actors you don't really think about until unfortunately they pass. But when you do, you go, boom! This dude was incredible. Like in his later career, he just kind of got pigeonholed to doing cheap mafia movies and stuff like that even though a few of those were good but like he just kind of got brought down to that but you really look at the 90s and some of the 80s oh my god the 90s he was so consistent even some of the early 2000s dude he was still killing it so like much kudos to ray leoder we want to do that episode because it was like he's a name that he's not as big as your dineros and stuff like that and it's a name that could possibly just kind of after you know the couple of days of rest in pieces, he could just drift away. But we wanted to make sure that the BBC sent him off right because, like, he was a super intense dude. And like, dude, there's some there's some serious. I have some mental visuals of him just being psychopathic, burnt into my brain, mm-hmm. dude. 
he is, that's how great he was at that. You know what I mean? Henry yeah. Hill, just an amazing portrayal. Classic, dude. Classic. Hawkman's not a Gigantor fan of Goodfellas. But... Well, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Goodfellas is, is good. I mean, personally, I prefer Casino over Goodfellas, but that's me. Um, I personally think that Ray Liotta's best performance was him as Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. I think he was great in that. He was very good in that. Very good. It's funny you mentioned Casino, because whenever I think of Casino, I always think of the head vice scene with Pesci. Yeah. And the guy who was actually in in there. Yeah. He, he played uh, the thing in uh, the 1984 Roger Corman version of Fantastic Four. Maybe Poppy or I out for fucking Charlie M. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I know, yeah. You got, did you say Casino or did you say Goodfellas? You said Casino. casino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When Pesci had the guy in the vice, the, yeah, right. the guy in the vice, that was, yeah, the guy who played the thing when he was in costume. Leota wasn't in Casino. He was supposed no, to be in Casino. No, Leota wasn't. I, think I, loved... was, I think he was supposed to be in the Irishman, but turned it down, I think. I. I think there was something about that that sounds kind of familiar. Uh, maybe he was in talks at one point. Maybe he got, yeah, something like, it's weird. I couldn't see him turning down a Scorsese movie. But yeah, because yeah, it was Scorsese, exactly. He's in a movie called Killing Them Softly by mm. Dominic, uh, his last name's Dominic. Dude also did like, um, Chopper, which was a really cool flick, and that coward, the 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 coward who shot Jesse James movie, okay. um, maybe Edward Edward Dominic, maybe. But he was in a movie called Killing Them Softly. Brad Pitt's in it. Richard Jenkins is in it. Slane's hmm. in it. The rapper from Boston, and um, really great movie. Like at the time, it was like a higher budget indie movie that at the time kind of went under the radar, but it was actually one of the best movies of that year. Yeah, what was the title again? Killing, killing them, them softly. softly. I'm going to look into that one. That's it's based that, off that of their, really uh, killing them softly. Higgins book. Yeah, the dude was a like a lawyer from Boston. He the same dude who wrote the Friends of Eddie Coyle, which is a masterpiece film. Yeah. Okay. That dude. Yeah. Eddie Coyle. Shit, I haven't heard that. Classic. Dude. Yeah, he was a, a Boston author, lawyer turned turned author, and he wrote about crime like Boston crime stories and uh, very cool. He's dead. Very cool dude though. I would love to have met him. Must be in Boston. Yeah. My, my father actually reads a lot of Dennis Lehane stuff and um, his stuff has been adapted into, you know, film stuff. He's from Boston. He writes about Boston and it's, it's really interesting to think about it. I mean, a lot of movies within the past 20 years have really taken place in New England, Boston specifically. Frankie Bagamo's worked on probably damn near all of them. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, he's. See, see what what they need now is to do like a Boston movie and actually have Boston actors in them. Well, they do that. They do do that. No, 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 no. When I say Boston actors in them, I mean as leads, as you know, the full enchilada. Not, not as the lead. Not, not as just. You know, one line Susie on the sidewalk, or you know, maybe one brief cameo. None of that bullshit. I remember when the town came, when they shot the town here, 
and Gone Baby Gone. I know there was they put a lot of local people into it, and I yeah, remember. Gone Baby Gone had a ton. I remember some of those local people got like some royalty checks, and I remember like like some decent royalty checks, unless they were lying. I think River was another Usually one. They're not that great, but like there was people, some of them claiming to get decents. You know what I mean? Um, no names, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. some of them were higher up and quite possibly could have got that check. You know what I mean? Um, we know actually, a good, good amount of people from the Affleck movies, actually. Do you remember in Mystic River when Sean Penn finds his daughter? And he freaks yeah. out? Yeah. They hold them back, that famous scene? Um, that was filmed at what, uh, the old Franklin Park Zoo. Yeah. And I actually shot a music video right in that area, in that specific spot with uh, some Emerson students, I remember, about close to 20 years ago. Yeah. And the artist, his name was um, Virtue. Yeah. And I believe he went on to a pretty interesting career. I remember that hearing about that scene because Sean Penn was so method that he had them throw a uh, production assistant to the lions in the zoo. And that's the bodies that he looked at to get them worked up when, when they pulled them back. So whoever rest in peace to whoever that production assistant was. But uh, he paid the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice. That's why Mystic River was so big. <laughs> it, it was able to get that big with Tim Rob- Tim Robbins in the film. That's quite – they should have given it an Oscar for that. Um, if if he, you can't tell that Matt is not a huge Tim Robbins fan. Well, no, it's funny. I find Tim Robbins to be hit or miss, but, you know, it, 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 subconsciously that dude. reminded me of um, – Blown away. I think yeah. that was way back in '93. I think releasing that. That was about. That was shot in Boston. That was shot in Boston about yeah. the, the Bomb Squad and um, Tom, Tom. That was when I really discovered who Tom Lee Jones was because you know I was I don't know maybe not even 15. I was older than 10, and I'm like holy shit. And that's when I fell in love with Tom Lee Jones. That was purely speculation and a complete lie. About Sean Penn needing a production assistant killed on the set of Mr. River. I just yeah, I didn't think of production in case that ever came back. I said that everybody kind of reacted pretty nonchalantly about that. So well, I mean, the thing is, show. you know, when you're dealing with the Hollywood types, anything is possible. That's true. I know Alexander Hawk has made some people lose their lives in order to be able to be in it, really be in it. I, I don't know about that, dude. I, Alex, I, I do it all up here. I do yeah, it all Alex, up here. Alex Hawk is a sheer master of psychological manipulation. I dig. Yes, because <laughs> of my, my psychological manipulation, I convinced Billy Coyne that that hairstyle is the best thing ever. It is the best thing ever. Lies, lies, lies. If I could have that hair, I'd have it. I drummed my own beat. I would keep it on a mannequin's head. Right next to Billy's decapitated head. <laughs> I'm going to do the Kermit the Frog dance for you. When the Kermit the Frog dance comes out, that's the show's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> B-Coin, where can these people catch you? What podcasts you a part of rolling through? Uh, Blood and Bud. Yeah. Over at Team Boombastic. Fuck yeah. You're a part of another podcast, too, I heard on the network. Yeah, Dead Kids of Derek. Ooh, very nice, very nice. Maybe oh, some yeah. my, Along with my other cohorts here, Mr. A. Hawk. Yeah. 
and the fisherman. Jesse. Like Jesse. Yeah. Um, James. Yeah. Alexander the Hulk. Okay. I know you're a part of the Big Behold the Pill podcast. Um, yeah, Behold the Pill podcast. Um, Bob and Basquez, Dead Kids of Dairy. Um, you see me occasionally popping up on some of our other podcasts. You're a good man like that, I heard. Hey, uh, and all, all for the team. And like I said before, that uh, we are constantly looking for uh, and adding new, uh, new talent and new uh, podcasts to the network. And hey, if uh, if you guys have any things that you're looking for that you can't find in any other podcast, hit us up. Yeah. Let's see if we can get that for you. See if we can give you the, a, a way to scratch that itch. Because we're here to, you know, build a community and to uh, give you what you want. Booyaka Shah, scratch that itch or apply ointment, whatever is in the We want to entertain. We want to entertain. So, with that being said, you know, we got that Patreon page. Everybody out there looking to support Patreon.com. Boombastic Streaming. That's our own streaming deal. The films, the podcast, everything. It's there. That's the fucking VIP club for the people that support. We got low $5 tiers. Like I said, it's a cup of coffee for me and the Hawk. Monthly comes out monthly. You know what I mean? There's a $10 tier. $20 tier. Uh, the support is appreciated. We don't like to shove this shit down your throat. This is the last time you'll get a big heavy dose like this. Um, at least this year. <laughs> Maybe we'll be back again next year with another, another, uh, another, uh, a pitch, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. Hey, hey, you, you sign support? up, you sign up for the $20. You get all these cool DVDs. I got a stockpile of them. If you get our names on them. If you can't, we still love you. Continue listening for free if you can. Uh, we love you long time, and uh, we really appreciate the support. Again, Boombastic Streaming, all right, on Patreon. And uh, we'll catch everybody on the next episode of the Boombastic Cast. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace.